There is no truth except the truth that exists within you. Everything else is what someone is telling you. Neil Donald Walsh. In this episode, we're talking to Preston Smiles and why I'm excited to share this episode and to have you consume it and to have you learn from it is not only because this episode is completely different than I think every other episode, and not just a little, it's a lot different. It's nice to take a break from talking about strategy, which is what I try to do on the Tuesday episodes. Like We talk about the deeper issues at hand as to why maybe some of the strategies we're doing aren't necessarily working, but Preston's smile brings his own unique uh, unique views to it, and his story is not only inspirational. I think a lot of a lot of listeners, a lot of coaches, a lot of people will relate to his story and understand that as long as you're following what Preston calls his truth, your message, the thing inside you that you know you need to share, as long as you're following that every single day, you really can't go wrong. And where there is no way, you'll find a way. So enjoy this episode. Uh, if you've got any feedback, if you've got any comments, feel free to let me know, leave them below, or hit me up at Lucas Rubix on Instagram. These podcast episodes are 100% free. The only thing I ask is if you actually like this episode, if it resonates with you, if it impacts you in some way, simply hit it, give it a like, hit that share button, and leave a comment. Leave a review. Let me know what you thought. That's all I ask. Um, and as long as those keep coming in and as long as you guys get value from the episodes, I will keep creating them uh, on Wednesdays and on Saturdays. So tune in, have fun, and I'll see you inside. What is going on? Welcome to the Coach's Corner, a podcast dedicated to helping coaches get more clients, make more money, and book themselves solid. I'm your host, Lucas Rubix, the Coach's Coach, and I am 100% committed to helping you build the coaching business of your dream. Welcome to the Coach's Corner. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Coach's Corner podcast. And as you know, we've got the amazing Preston Smiles. And Preston, I've been literally for the last two, three hours consuming your stuff, trying to get a better understanding of who you are and your central message. So I've been writing this intro and I have like 18 versions of it. And I can't get it right. So I thought I would just let you, because you're so like, there's so much you talk about. I was just going to let you talk about who you are and, and what it is you do. What is it you're doing? What's your mission? What are you, what are you doing? Who are you? Yes. Yes. Well, what am I doing and who am I are two different questions, Perfect. Uh, but I'll answer both of them to the best of my ability and knowing that that may shift and change, uh, 10 minutes from now or 10 years from now. Uh, there are some things that will never change. Um, and that being that I know that I know, not believe, know that uh, I am light, I am love, and so are you. And that God has never made a mistake and that each one of us is perfect, whole, and complete, but not finished. I know that. Um, outside of that, my name is Preston Smiles. Uh, that is not my birth name. My birth name is Preston Davis. However, um, a janitor person who cleans toilets and um, floors at uh, a school that I was going to named me Preston Smiles about 15, 16 years ago. And it instantly hit home for me that that was my name um, because, you know, uh, names should resonate. And the more I looked at my name, my last name, which was Davis, 
the more I realized that that was just a slave name that was passed, mm. passed down and down and down, and it didn't resonate. It didn't it didn't feel like me? And so my name is Preston Smiles. Uh, I sometimes call myself a synthesizer of universal truths and ancient wisdom. Uh, I call myself a messenger of love. My hashtag is I am we are hashtag loves voice because I believe that um, you know whenever we're tapped in to our truth and whatever that is to us, we are being love's voice in that moment. And so um, all that to say, I, I run a personal freedom and success on your terms business, which happens to be supporting lots of other coaches and just humans in general. Uh, I do coach people uh, at a high level and also have group coaching programs that I support, one of which and so my business has two sort of arms to it, not two, it has more than that, but the two from my side. My wife and I share a business as well. So there's there's mine, there's hers, and then there's ours together. And so You guys uh, wrote a book together too, I believe. We did. It's yeah. called Now or Never. Um, and then I have a book called Love Louder, 33 right. Ways to Amplify Your Life that was written. All, all of that was published by Simon Schuster. Um, but I want to say, so I do men's work, right? Um, and I have a company called Conscious Man Brotherhood. And Conscious Man Brotherhood has produced the workshop Unleash the Beast, um, the virtual three-month rites of passage called Man Cave, and the uh, free Facebook group called The Pack. And, uh, and then there's another level uh, that is coming out soon called Man Cave Junior, which will be for 8 That's amazing. to 15-year-olds. So it's so. I've been getting into these conversations about the exact same topic over and over. And I don't want to step on any toes and don't want to take any of the limelight away from you, but it's funny. This interview is probably going to remind me a lot of Elliot Hulse. He was on the podcast a few months ago and he was so yeah. difficult to define. Yeah. But I really like what he was doing with men. I know it's probably a bit of a shift and a little bit maybe different from your central message, but it's still, it's yeah. so much of it going on and I think it's a much needed um, service. Absolutely. So Big cool. Time, so and cool. So and then the other part is, which ends up being a lot more women, is I have a program called Stretch 22, which is a six-month total Sorry. freedom boot camp. And so these two things are really where my biggest focus are outside of workshops with my wife. So amazing. I will bring this all around at the end, like I tell everyone, all of these links and all the most important stuff to find Preston at um, will be at the bottom of this write-up. There's one more thing I wanted to touch on. Freedom is something that has been changing for me. But freedom is a mm -hmm. word that I've always... Basically, when I had Evan Carmichael on the show when this podcast first started, he was like, find your one word. And I started looking for my one word, and it, it, it was freedom. It was mm -hmm. different back then than what I define it as now. Yes. But I know you had a little thing on your website, or, or I found it in one of your books, or I found it somewhere, was personal freedom is having the capacity to give... Uh-oh, it got cut off here. Um, where is it here? Personal freedom. What does freedom mean to you? I had it written down, but now my iPad's cutting it off, so I don't have it copied there. Yeah, um, and it probably will be different than what I had on my website because, totally. as I mentioned, I'm not. That's that is freedom. That what we're doing right. right now. This is freedom, right? So, so, and I want to talk about this because this is called the coach's corner, correct? Correct. Okay, so coaches, people in the industry, uh, we teach each other that you need to find your niche and stick to it. You need to find your thing, and then that has to be your thing, right? And for me, mm -hmm. I won't call that bullshit. That's just not my truth. 
My truth is, is that I'm multifaceted and multidynamic. And the moment I get locked into something, that, that this has to be the thing, I'm screwed at that point. And so is the world because I'm now blocking off the, 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 the flow that's trying to move through me. And so personal freedom is allowing oneself to be true and in alignment and present to a moment in any given, in any given moment with the capacity, right? And capacity is the, is the biggest key here because I have a philosophy that you can't intervene in a world you can't see. And so I'm gonna say that again because this is a game changer. We can't intervene in a world we truly cannot see. And so case in point, all of us have met someone who's deeply beautiful and talented but doesn't know it. And so they date these asshole guys or girls and they put themselves in positions for us, we can see as outsiders. Everybody has a friend or somebody we're coaching that we're like, yo, how can you not see? Right. Well, because they cannot see, they cannot intervene. And so our duty as coaches, as humans, as light bearers, as torch bearers, is to shine the light on things so that they can truly see. Because we can't disown that which we have never owned. And so the game is to, is to begin owning, ah, oh, this is my social and historical programming. Ah, oh, I got that from the church. Oh, I got that from my mom who hated men. Oh, I got that from my cousin who molested me when I was seven. Oh, that came, you get what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. the moment we, we can see these things, we can now begin to detach from them. And so personal freedom for me is saying yes when I mean it and saying no when I mean it. I love that. And you mentioned one thing on what it was a year ago, um, you know, is probably different for you now because you're so, you're okay evolving. You're okay. You're okay doing what, what I know you use the word truth a lot, but you, you're okay doing what, what feels right to you. Mm -hmm. And um, I'll share a story in a little bit here because I don't want to take away from you, but I got a really cool little story um, that I think could tie this all together. Where did all this happen? When did it start? When was Preston like, okay, you know what? I'm going to, I've got a gift or I've got something to share. Yes. I'm going to share it. Where was, was there like a defining moment or was that something that sure. you always had inside you? Did you know you wanted to be a coach? Did that, you did you just evolve into coaching? How did that happen for you? Yeah. I mean, it, it definitely attacked me. It tapped me on the shoulder and then it punched me in the chest and then it kicked me in the balls. And it was like, yo, this is what you're here for. And, um, I got sick at 25 and heart, had a heart condition come up and because some other people in my family um, had died from heart attacks and heart failure and all that stuff. And then my dad's heart uh, was, you know, beating at 20 percent, um, you know, that became a, a cause for concern because a 25 year old with a heart condition that just came out of nowhere is a big deal. Wow. Right? You can mess with everything else. You can lose an arm. You can lose a lot of things. You lose a heart. It's game over. It's over, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that scared me enough to start looking at my life and asking bigger questions and um, led me into some spaces where I became an angry vegan and denounced my religion mm -hmm. and watched every conspiracy theory movie you could possibly watch and just began to fill my cup in a particular way. And while my cup began to overflow, I, I didn't feel the overflow. Does that make any sense? Sure. It, like some of us right now are sitting in what used to be this ideal life, but we're not allowing ourselves to truly experience that. Um, and so at that point, 
uh, I, w- I wasn't feeling it. And, and I came across a sort of an understanding that um, love, when it's all said and done, is the key to everything. Love is all there is, was, and ever will be. Love is what we breathe. Love is what we see. Love is who we are. Love is in everything. And another word for love for me would be God or source intelligence. And so if God, source intelligence, is love and God, whatever we want to call that, Jesus, Buddha, Krishna, whatever, has never made a mistake ever. This is my belief. God's never made a mistake. There isn't a single tree on the planet that God's like, you know what? Not that one. Okay. I'm going to bless all the other trees, but screw that one. I don't believe in that type of God. And so for me, I began to say, oh, well, well, if, if the trees are blessed and the oceans are blessed and perfect, whole and complete, then what about me? And the more and more I, I began to see that and recognize it, I began to own that within myself. And the more I owned it within myself, the more I could see it in others. Right? Mm-hmm. A lot of times in this game, we, we wanna we want it to happen over there first and then and then bring it back here. And uh, for me it was the opposite way around, and that opened up a whole thing, man. I, I I've seen people die in my arms, I've had best friends killed, I've had all kinds of stuff happen over these, I'm 38 um, and I've lived a long, beautiful, amazing, crazy ass life where where I was a surf school instructor, a third grade teacher, a gangster. Uh, (laughs) Like I've been a a lot of things Mm -hmm. and this coaching and personal development, I don't even call it personal development. We've we've termed it um, emergent wisdom because the wisdom comes from within. We don't need to develop the person because the persona, the identity is, is like a, a fogged up window, right? Like there's, there's all this stuff on the window and it's hard to see. And so as uh, we, you know, we don't need to develop that thing. It's amazing. And it's it's, it's amazing. about allowing what already is and is innately here and having a son, I see it tenfold, that, that we come in knowing who we really are and then the, the world sort of tries to shape us into these robots it's amazing that's amazing so at, at 25 you have this drastic or this thing happened to you that you started searching and everyone i feel has that defining moment mm-hmm. in some way shape or form you start searching when did it start turning into a business when did it start turning mm-hmm. into just to kind of venture into that territory just a little bit when were you like you yes. know what i can maybe create something help a lot of people help myself at the same time and build something that you know sure. i can keep propelling keep building it keep reaching more people uh, when did when did that kind of thought, or did it just happen organically over time? No, it became a thing, man. And cool. I think well, a lot of times what we do, and even people listening to this podcast right now are doing this very thing, and I did it, and that's how I know you're doing it, by the way, um, is what we do is we look for examples. So, so we have this calling on our heart, right? There's something calling us forward, moving us forward. There's something handwritten on our souls, and there's something that we're going, ah, yes, that thing. And then the moment that happens, all this fear shoots in. Well, how do I do it? Where do I go? Who's done it before? And we begin to look. And at the time that I started, right, and this was quite a while ago, um, there was no such thing as the career that I'm living and doing right now. Um, nobody was doing that. The internet wasn't set up that way. Mm-hmm. We didn't have all these tools. And so the closest thing I could find was a motivational speaker. 
And so I began that journey. And I'm going to tell you a story because this really changed the game for me. Cool. It actually lit me on fire. I, uh, I was working with this guy. I went to one conference and, and then they sold me like they do from the stage into another conference. And, and I went to this other conference in uh, Texas. And there was a point where the guy was on the stage and he said, does anybody you know, wanna, want support with their business, with what they're up to in speaking? And it was all about speaking. And I stood up and I said, my name is Preston Smiles. And I believe that love is all there is, was, and ever will be. Uh, I'm the founder of something called The Love Mob, where we do organized acts of love all over the planet. And I want to speak about love, and I, want to, I just want to put love everywhere I possibly can. And the guy paused for a moment, sort of looked me up and down, and he said, nobody will ever buy love. You need to be a performance or self-esteem coach. And, I mean, when I say I was deflated, it was like he just literally shit on my dream in that moment. And here's this guy on stage, wealthy, rich, I'll say rich, not wealthy, um, telling me that my dream, nobody will ever buy. And so I left that conference feeling pretty deflated, but I met a guy there and the guy was like, yo, I'd love to coach you. So I hired this guy and he helped me turn myself into Preston Smiles, America's number one self-esteem. <laughs> right, right. Right? Yeah, yeah. Which is straight garbage. Yeah. And I did that for a few months and it just felt so off. And I'm telling you guys this because some of you guys That's are great. playing this game, game right now. There are people listening right now that are doing some formula and trying to fit into something. And I'm a million dollar coach and I don't do any of the things. I still don't have a funnel. That's correct. I still That's don't have great. anything. I did a talk at a conference called Fuck Your Funnel and everybody loved it because this is the thing, guys. And I think this is really important. Yes, we're in business, but who's attached to those businesses is humans. And the more you serve those humans, yes, we have to figure out how to set certain things up and own our worth and go through that process. My, my first clients were $100, yep. right? And then I moved up to 250. Oh my God, this yes. is the scariest thing. Will anybody ever hire me at 250 an hour? Of course right? they do, yep. Yep, and yep. then 700. And yeah. then 2,000, and then 5,000, and then 10,000, and then 20,000, and then 40,000. Like that, all of that is always scary every single time, right? However, the game, and this is the last, uh, this is my point to the story, is at some point I realized that this wasn't my truth. And that if I was going to fail, I was going to fail on my terms. If I was going to fall, I was going to fall forward, not backwards, not leaning back, not trying to make sure I don't fail, but leaning in like I used to when I was in a game, when I played sports, right? So I was like, game on, right? And so I stepped in from that space and it instantly went kaboom, right? Not like gigantic. I started putting out YouTube videos and 13 people would watch. I get 13 views, but guess what? Those 13 people would bring me 13 more. Right. And then it would be like 48 views. And those 48 views and those people who were commenting and watching would say, I don't think you know how much your essence, your power, your passion, your love, I can, we can feel the truth behind it. I don't think you know how much this means to us. And they, became, they started bringing me people. And all of a sudden, and this really broke, this whole thing sort of broke open even more. 
and, and, and I swear this is the point to the story. I was doing this for years with no, not really any money involved. I was speaking for free at high schools. I was just getting in the game, right? I had a, a surf school, a spiritual surf school where I was teaching people how to surf, smile surf school. And then I was taking that money as, an, as a surf instructor and as a commercial actor and model. I was taking that money and I was pouring it into myself, investing in myself, investing in coaches, investing in support, right? So to help me see what I couldn't see. And there was a point where I was just giving my gift, like truly, like from the heart. And I, I remind myself of this all the time when numbers get, I get caught up in numbers. From the heart, like delivering, like a big dog. And there was a point when I started seeing these analytics in my YouTube of Australia. And I was like, why, who from Australia is sharing my stuff, right? And it started going from like, you know, 40 views to like 2,000 to like 30,000. And this particular video just kept getting more and more, like 100,000. Like, what is happening? And so at some point, they reached out and said, hey, we, we have this conference where there's 6,500 people. And we've been sharing your video in our network marketing company for the last six months. And it's the number one video that motivates people to get off their ass and try something new. We would love to pay you to fly to Australia and speak and be our keynote speaker for 6,500 people. Now, this is me giving my gift over here. Right? I call this the boomerang effect, where, where you throw a boomerang over here and you receive from over here. Right? And so I'm throwing over here, not thinking about getting back from this particular people, and it came from there. And there was a point when I was on that stage in front of 6,500 people, and I just went, wow, this is how it works. This is how the, Shakespeare said it best when he said um, in Romeo and Juliet, uh, my bounty is as boundless as the sea. My love is deep. The more I give to thee, the more I have, for both are infinite. Like Shakespeare hit it on the head. Right. This is the law of circulation. And a lot of coaches and a lot of people in their businesses are playing a different game. And that is the short-term game. I'm, I'm, I'm on the, some tortoise shit right now. Like what does it look like to, to be able to repeat something, right? People want to do this like internet quick, fast, like over promise and under deliver shit, but like serve people, serve people on your, on your lives, serve people when they message you in, um, Instagram and DM you serve them. I send, there's thousands of people in the last year that will tell you I've never hired Preston. However, I was considering suicide or my mom got cancer and I DM'd him on Instagram and he sent me about 12 voice notes reassuring me and coaching me through it. I guarantee you, Lucas, those are the same people who will be showing up to my workshops and at some point, maybe or maybe not, maybe they'll meet somebody who's wealthy as fuck. Oh, they'll go, you know what? You're looking for a coach? There's this guy. You get what I'm saying? So it's like, 100%. That's the game. So, and, and just to put a button on that, I swear, yeah. the, guy, the guy who said that to me, who told me nobody will ever buy love, hired me three years That's later amazing. to coach him. I love so, that. I love that. There's, there's so many lessons in there and I always try to break down these big things into like the key things that I got from that. Um, one of the things I always talk about is conversation, connection and conversation 
to get clients and like all the tools and all the funnels, although that is amazing, like that literally yes. driving traffic, building a list to offer value, everything we do online, no matter if you're doing chatbots or if you're doing speaking or whatever you decide to do, mm-hmm. it's to make a connection and to turn that connection into a conversation. If you can't have yeah. a conversation with someone and with the online world, um, you know, there's so many different tools and tactics. So I just wanted to maybe clear that up only because I find that there's also another common theme to every guest and it comes up is long-term versus short-term. Yes. Literally every person who comes on has some form of their own version of I'm in it for the long run. I'm mm-hmm. in it for over-delivering on value. I always tell people competing on over-delivering for value because I like competition, but just, mm-hmm. just give. Like give and it will return. And if you can have systems in place to start those conversations even better, but it will come back. So I love that. Oh, yeah. I love that. Real talk. So amazing. So awesome. What makes, and I don't want to ruin the flow of this, but I'm, this is a question I really want to ask you because you're an amazing coach. You're, the questions, I'm, you've been studying your craft for so long. What makes, and this question, this answer can probably be 20 minutes long, but in your opinion, what makes a coach a good coach? I find that a lot of coaches start doubting themselves or they start, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, when you, think you know a lot about something and then you start researching it then you realize how little you know and I find the best coaches have the most imposter syndrome or the best coaches the coaches who are studying their craft feel like they're the worst coaches and they have a hard time owning that and then the coaches who just started but they're kind of naive they're making tons of money because they're like you know what I'm a really good coach and that sells right so I've been like faced with this problem over the last few weeks because I've been seeing this trend in what we do how do you what defines a good coach like down to the mm. core element of, you know, obviously your listening ability and your ability to serve and your, your care for the client, all of that stuff is standard. But what makes a coach a good coach? Mm. Yeah. I mean, in a sentence or two, I'll make it a sentence. Um, willingness to face off with their own traumas. And every, literally willingness to lean into the places that make them the least comfortable. That's what makes a good coach because you can't take anybody where, where you've never been. And so I get people with stage four cancer and freaking, you know, billionaires who, who want to feel again and love again and like be alive. And the reason why I can go from that to that, the reason why I can go speak on a stage and coach 13 year olds and also have 67-year-old clients and 54-year-old clients and all of that stuff. Fuck my age. I've been down some roads. I lean in where everybody else leans out. I talk about abortion and all the stuff that everybody's afraid of talking about. I talk about plant medicine and anything, any road I've been down, let's do it. Let's let's go there, right? And and that level of authenticity and um, willingness to lean in breeds a certain amount of confidence, right? Because as we know, there's, there's no uh, traffic along the extra mile. And so mm. I, you know, uh, sometimes I ask myself and I coach my coaching clients, right? Cause I, I coach a lot of coaches. Um, are you willing to go where, you know, most people in your niche won't go? Cause most of them will play a game and they'll play it to about right there. Are you willing to go there though? Cause if you are, those who are willing to risk it all position themselves to gain it all. 
right? But the risk, the risk is tricky. The risk sometimes is money, sometimes it's ego. I know a lot of people who don't want to do certain things or talk about certain things on their Facebook or Instagram because their cousin's on there, because the people they went to high school with is on there. And, oh, they may judge me. Yes, they fucking will. And they also may hire you, right? They also may respect you. They, They may hate you for a minute and then love you after three years later. That's the long game. There are people right now in my family and out of my family People who knew me in junior high school and high school as a pretty boy gangster. People mm-hmm. who knew me as a raging man slut. There are people who knew me as a dude who used to like rob liquor stores. There are people who knew me as the guy who was the super Christian freaking like church boy. Like there are people who <laughs> knew me from Louisiana State University, from my master's degree, from all of these different parts of my life. And they all have an idea yes. about who Preston is. And yet... I help them by showing up. I help them. And in my mind, every single person who ever comes across my vortex, because it's like this, my mentor, my coach told me this. She said, if we, if 10 people walk in a bookstore, most of them, like 99% of them will not see the same book jump off the shelf. Because we're, we're attracted to different frequencies. And so while one person may see that book behind you that says connect, another one maybe see the one that says driven or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. All of that is the same thing as it pertains to coaches. People get in this scarcity mindset of like, there isn't enough and the market's flooded. No, it's not. There's 7.7 billion people. And there are people right now, right now, coaches, hear me. There are people right now who are committing a slow suicide, who need to hear from you. They cannot hear from my sexy chocolate black ass, right? They need to hear from you. <laughs> they, need to, they need to, you to talk about what it feels like to go through a tough divorce, what it feels like to, to move through having a child who was sick. They need to hear from you about what it was like to grow up with a perfect dad in the shadow of that. They need to hear from you about what it feels like to be you. And they can't hear it from me and they can't hear it from Lucas. They can't, it's only you. And so you sell out every day that you hide and wait and make up stories and think that you don't have your fucking funnels and systems put together. That's bullshit and you're robbing people. So step in and step up. Two words it sounds like to sum all that up is commitment. Sounds like everything, commitment. Commitment to your message, commitment to who you are, commitment to that could take away a lot of the fear or at least you could step into that fear of what are people going to think? What is this? And then there's another word and I'm, I'm kind of torn between truth or being authentic, but probably kind of the same thing. It sounds like it's boiling down to those two words. Yes. Cool. So amazing. So amazing. Uh, so amazing. I, I, I'll, I'll share one really quick thing is in the past, I worked on the oil field. So I was a rig hand for five, six years, uh, Mm. blue collar. And I really believed I was blue collar. I come from a blue collar family. And I'm like, I'll probably never do anything other than swing a hammer. And when even the idea of business, and I'm, I did things I'm not proud of, the idea of business and the idea of starting a fitness business way back in the day came up. Um, it's funny how your past, people from your past, and I got this just today in a message of someone from eight years ago saw something about a pretty deep message I shared. And they were like, where's the rig hand? I liked you better as a rig hand. And they don't understand like the evolution you went through. They only know you in a snapshot of time. And it stops... Yes. 
so many people and I just I get fueled by that yes. because it means you're you're growing. Mm-hmm. There was another thing to tie back an earlier message you said about um, when we were kind of talking about your um, your your mission or your what freedom meant to you and you're mm-hmm. like, well, it's probably not what it was. It's constantly evolving and I just love mm-hmm. that whole quote or the whole idea of if you're not embarrassed by the person you were a year ago, you're not growing fast enough, you're not evolving yes. fast enough. And I love that. We all make mistakes and you look at some of the stuff from a year ago and you're like, I said that, I did that. But it's a great sign, in my opinion. So commitment and the truth or being authentic kind of sums that up. I love that. Yes. I want to I wanna chat, and hopefully this isn't going to be, this could turn into a really big conversation, I know, but there's this whole idea. Okay, how much, I want to I dive into work ethic, mm-hmm. but I also want to dive into this whole idea, and I know you have some content on this, and I was consuming it because I get pretty passionate about this whole idea of Law of attraction. There's mm-hmm. there's a very extreme end of law of attraction of <laughs> I'm going to write myself a check. I'm going to mail it to myself. In 10 years, I'm going to have it. That's the extreme, right? A lot of people do it. And then there's a whole other extreme. And I know I fall into this. And sometimes it does not serve me. But just a relentless 18-hour day, seven-day a week. And I've done this. Mm-hmm. We've probably yeah. all done this as business owners when we had to. Mm-hmm. Um, work till I die and cannot be defeated. And I've basically built everything through that, lately, it has not been serving me, especially when building a team and just like, okay, I cannot be, what got me here can't get me there. That whole idea, right? It's been yeah. something I've been, I've been researching, playing, getting a lot of help with because I'm realizing, okay, I'm at this point. Mm-hmm. You seem like an extremely driven. I'm sure you have extreme work ethic. I'm sure you have amazing discipline. Could be wrong, but it seems like you do just from talking to you, like with the passion mm-hmm. you have and all the content and all the stuff you produce. Do you find, and I want to be careful with how I, uh, the question, but I'm just going to say it how I'm thinking it is a lot of coaches are sold on this idea, and I only say this because I find it a lot, of mm-hmm. the kind of the fluffy, like it's just surfacey. It's, it's this law of attraction idea. What's, what are your thoughts on that? Or what can you kind of share with your experience um, yeah. between the two worlds? There seem to be kind of two worlds. You know what I'm kind of getting at? Yeah, I definitely do. Yeah, cool. And I'm stuck between the two often. And I'll, yes. I'll go between the two. And it's kind of trying to find that compass of what, what's real to me. Yeah. Um, and not like some people will tell me, dude, you're, you're trying to cover up something through your work. Literally, yeah. I'm happiest when I'm serving and I'm working. And I refuse to listen to that. But then I'm very conscious of someone needs a little more time space and they enjoy going to the ocean for eight hours and thinking. And so I'm yes. really conscious of what advice I give because there's so many different types of people. But what are your exactly. thoughts on that? It's something I'm obsessed with over the last few months. Yeah. Um, I'll start by saying this. When you have a kid, and this is in so many ways universally true for a lot of people. When you have a kid, you learn and realize how much time we actually do waste. Right? When we're playing in the Newtonian time, uh, because there just isn't space for it. Your life now has to, for a small degree, a small portion, become around making sure that this new being doesn't die. And so um, the scheduling and the things that have to come with that make it to where what used to take me, let's say, <laughs> two months, now takes me two hours to get done. And there's a whittling down, right? 
Most of us have read the book, The One Thing. He talks about going small to go big. He talks about understanding that success is sequential, not simultaneous. Now, I don't, I don't completely subscribe to that because I think it's simultaneous and sequential. I think that it's both. Right? In this now moment, I am successful, and there are certain steps that we get to take that matter more than other steps. And so I fall in the middle in some ways as well, but although I don't believe in balance. This is what a lot of people come like and they that. say, they, they want to, they you know, how do I get balance? How do I balance my life? And I'm like, balance is bullshit. That doesn't exist. Nothing on the planet is balanced. Show me something that's done, like just perfect, like it doesn't shift. Not even the fucking ocean just stops, right? <laughs> Nothing is balanced. Everything is shifting, moving, and changing. It's just, it's vibrating so um, fast that it looks like it's not. Mm. And so the short answer is presence when you're present to whatever you're present to. And yes, there is a million ways to skin a, a cat. We don't want to skin cats, but if we wanted to, <laughs> there's a million and there's 7.7 .7 billion ways to skin that cat. And you know, I said in a video, curiosity didn't kill the cat, it, it enlivened it, it brought it to life. And so I, I often get curious about new modes of getting the same thing done, right? Like that's the game for me. In 2015, I decided that that year, I was gonna schedule and play every single day. And there was, it was actually an area of contention in my relationship. We, we fought a little bit because we had launches and things like that. And in the middle of a launch, I would say, oh, there's my alarm. I'm going to go skateboard for an hour. I'll be back. And she'd be like, where the <laughs> hell are you going? Right? We have this, this, this. And I'd mm -hmm. say, yeah, yeah, and I'll be back. And, you know, in, in the Vedas, they have this, the law of least effort or the law of economy, right? Which means doing the least amount of work to get the most done which is what the universe does, right? So the grass is dry, it doesn't effort its way to grow, it just grows. However, if something, like Gary Vee, for example, to me, Gary Vee actually loves this game. Mm -hmm. People judge him and they're like, yo, you're mm -hmm. doing too much. No, he's not. He's doing what makes his heart smile, right? That's his ocean, that's his sitting in front of the ocean, that's his manifestation, right? Yeah. And so if you, if you enjoy these long ass hours that. and playing that game, then that's, that's true for you. And I think what the problem that we have as a society is we, we were looking for leadership. We're looking for this, give me the steps and then, and then I'll just do the steps and then that's the key to success. But what we're not looking at is what's even deeper than that, which is why do you think or need to chase that success? Like what's under that? What does success really mean to you? And is it your truth or is it the truth that you've been sold over years and years and years of seeing Ferraris and, mm. you know, and houses in a particular way and these thoughts about these celebrities and like, is that really yours or is it social and historical programming that is having, having its way with you and you think that it's free thinking, but it's not. One of my favorite quotes on the planet. And when I read this, it changed everything for me. Actually, it's two quotes, right? So the first one is to get your questions answered and your answers questioned. To get your questions answered and your answers questioned. Right? Because that, most people stop at, hey, Google, 
how do I, how do I create a six-figure business, right? And then Google, God, the universe, isness, has to answer. And so you type that into Google, type it into God, and then an answer comes back. And then we, we usually mm. take the answer as the new law. And for me, the game changed when I played that new game, which was to type it in, get the answer, and then question that bitch. Look at it and go, is that really true with a capital T? Or is that a lowercase t truth that has been sold to us? Would I believe that if I was in the bush in Africa? Would I believe that if, if, if I understood that all needs were met? Would I chase and go after if I really understood who I was? Because mm. mm. if not, that, that's that whole principle of the 80-20. Like, okay, well then I'll take, I'll just cut that out and move back to the 20% that is my truth. So, short answer. Oh, second quote, because I know some of you guys are like, say the second quote, bro. Um, <laughs> this one came from Conversation with God. Um, I think it was book one. It may have been book three, but we'll see. Uh, God said, you cannot have what you want but you may experience what you have. And that, that just floored me. I, I literally sat on it, and I do this when I read. I read very slowly. I'll read a paragraph and think about it for two months. That's like, right. Literally just like, hmm. what does that mean to me? How can I, like, what, what does that mean? And so really owning that we can't have what we want because the moment we're in want, we're in lack and limitation, we're in scarcity, we're in, ah, it's over there but we may experience what we have. If I'm in lack of limitation and scarcity, God, the universe says, and so it is. Yes, sure, Preston, have more of that. When I'm playing from deep abundance, like not, like, not like, oh, I write my gratitudes every day and I meditate, but like <laughs> deep abundance. Like, yo, I actually am extremely appreciative of, of the, the power and the grace and the, the abundance that is my life. Like. I have eyes to see and ears to hear. When I say move my left arm, it moves. Whoa, this is true abundance. When I want to drink water, I go to a faucet or to a store and buy water. When I'm looking for food, I can actually have that happen. When I say I'm gonna pay my rent at this date, and I do, I fulfill on that. This is, I'm, all of that is a cup filling, cup filling, cup filling. And the universe says, and you get, and so it is. Oh yeah, you're that, you're that grateful? Oh yeah? Let me give you some more of that. And let me help you vibrate from that such that other people will come from miles away to, to, to taste some of your vibration, to splash in some of your overflow. And they'll pay you for it if you say so. That's great. That's the flow for me. Two, two things are branching from that. Um, and one's gonna, I wanna challenge uh, one thing a little bit, just cause I'm fascinated. You're the perfect guy to answer this question Let's that I've go. been having for months. And just for the listeners who are like conversations with God, what right before this episode, I was just talking with Preston about uh, I try to either get when I have a guest, I try to get their book or if I see them recommend some books, I'll get one or two um, today because the week was crazy a little bit. I grabbed it about four hours before we chatted. I saw you were like this book, Conversations with God. I think you said book one changed my life. So what you just mentioned, I know because it's fresh in my mind was like page five, six or seven. Yes. Um, and I remember highlighting that, just being like, oh, that makes sense. That quote yes. you were just talking about, about something, you know, gratitude versus wanting type of thing. Yes. Um, so for anyone who's like, what are they talking about? Um, I can't say I recommend it because I didn't read it, but I know yeah. that was a huge book that, that had a big 
impact on you. So if anyone wants to uh, obviously um, search that, I'm sure they can just Google that and find it. One, and I just, I, I don't want, I don't mean to press into this question because I know what you're getting at, but. Do it, do it, do it. But it, it really frustrates me and it breaks my heart and it's maybe the way I was raised and it's, it's fascinating just to give this a little bit of context as you say you read a book slow. I read books extremely fast. I used to preach you need to read a book to be successful. So I read a book a week and then I met successful people who were like, I've never read a book in my life. And I'm like, oh, nope. wait, maybe I better start being a little bit more open-minded and so how I coach these days is a lot more, I'm not right, yes. you're not right, you're not wrong, but there's certain things that I'm like, I don't know if you can make it without doing this. And I'm, I'm pretty passionate about this one topic of I see coaches experience pain, mm-hmm. experience frustration, experience like you experience someone saying, you fucking suck and that won't work. Mm-hmm. There's a certain type of individual like you uh, who is like, ah, oh, that fires me up. You even said that, that, that little mm-hmm. fire up on your ass. Mm-hmm. And that's a common trend. Mm-hmm. Anyone who's quote unquote successful is uh, they told me I can't. I showed them I did. And later on, mm-hmm. your guy hired you. They, they got that story. It's a great, mm-hmm. it, it fires me up too. I still remember everyone who was like, you'll never do it, blah, blah, blah. You're just a blue collar, whatever. Mm-hmm. But then there's, there, it just breaks my heart because I see co- they, they have a gift. They have mm-hmm. a mission. They have a passion. But yeah. they see two or three things. They're not willing to push past that yeah. that comfort zone. And I'm not even talking comfort. I'm talking about pain. And when I was reading your stuff, I, I saw a lot of love. I saw a lot of light. And I mm-hmm. know I was thinking in the back of my mind. I'm like, oftentimes that's associated with happy, mm-hmm. um, you know, happy love and and abundance and all that stuff. And I'm, I, I agree with that. But where is that certain element of, you know, I'm tired or I don't feel like it? Like, it's not always going to feel right. You're not always going to be vibrating. Like, mm-hmm. or am I just way off? What's your take on that? When someone's in pain or when someone's like, I don't feel mm-hmm. like it or when it's not aligning. I'm a huge believer in keep trying. You're going to make mistakes. It's not going to feel yeah. right at first, but you'll find your compass yeah. and you'll figure it out over time. What do you, or do you, do you, do you work with people or do you see a trend of that? Like, are people weak? Are people, mm, you know, no. too comfortable? Are people told the wrong stuff? Are people believing the wrong stuff? Are people get rich quick and easy and they think it's supposed to be quick and easy and not? Some of that. Um, yeah, man, I feel you. I mean, here's the thing. Like, if you go to my Instagram right now, it says uh, trained in the deep stuff. And then it says specialist in trauma. So I mean, the workshops and the work that I do is all about the stuff that nobody else wants to go into, which is what makes me awesome. Cool. Like I, I can go where most coaches can't. Like I can go there, deep guttural stuff. You know, I, I think that most coaches have disowned their own sexuality and their own sensuality. And so I, think, I think if if your personal development doesn't have that in it, it's not actually personal development. It's not what it says it is, right? If you just conveniently skip that part then, you know, I don't necessarily want to work with you. However, do people get tired? Absolutely. Do I get tired? Yes. Do I want to quit sometimes? Absolutely. Mm. What, the, the difference maker is the leverage that we get on ourselves. And so some, some people heard me remind them that there are humans on the planet right now who are committing slow suicides, some doing it really fast, especially white people, especially white men, right? And young people, young People are committing suicide faster and more often. And to me, that's leverage. 
Right? Whenever I think about completely giving up, I think about the hundreds, hundreds of right. messages that I've gotten from people all over the planet that are like, yo, I actually was at the end. And I typed in help and your video popped up on YouTube or a cousin showed me your stuff when I was 13 and I'm now 19. And some of those things come to mind. Like that stuff is leverage. For me, I'm robbing people every day that I don't. Um, and also, uh, Lucas, for me, when I say love and light, I mean that too. Right. So the the what we call suffering and pain, I think that's love too. I don't I don't I don't separate it. To me, God never made a mistake. I'll say this over and over again. So if there is no mistakes, like people are like, how do I get rid of my ego? You don't. Ego is awesome. How do you become friends with it? That's another question. How do you bring an awareness to the wounded aspects of yourself that try to run you on a day-to-day basis? That's another question. But we don't get rid of the ego. The ego is amazing, right? So for me, the I, when I say love and I am love's voice, like if you look at my stuff, people are like, yo, you're really like intense. That's, that doesn't, that's not like flowers in the mm-hmm. park shit. That's like, let's go into the stuff that nobody wants to talk about stuff. Like, and, and a lot of people appreciate me for that. I'm also polarized people. A lot of people dislike me because they're uncomfortable with me. I've had people in my workshops go, yo, I avoided you. I unfollowed you because I, did, I, was, I didn't want you in my face every morning on my Instagram. Right? Love that. I mean, the direct proportion of success is directly <laughs> related to how you can own your thing and become polarizing. Not, not because you're doing it on purpose, but because of who you are and you, you yeah. say it how it is. It's, I think it's great. Two things I think came from that, and I've heard yes. this word over and over from guests. Um, I'm going to sum it down to the one, one word of why, but it sounds like you're really in tune with why you're doing what you're doing, which was mm-hmm. one of my questions, but I have a pretty good understanding of you're really in tune with why you're doing it, and that gets you through those, am I do what I'm doing? Is it really making an impact? Do I yes. really want to keep doing this? Should I just go to an island for three years and live on the beach? Yes. Like we probably all had these. I have them all the time. Why you're doing it. Um, and the word leverage came up, which kind of has yeah. to do with that. But a lot of people talk about the leverage. Yes. Um, leveraging. Yeah. A lot of different things, but leverage is a pretty key word in a lot of yep. conversations I have. Yeah. Let me remind you guys, just a quick rewind. When I said, when I first started, I was getting 13 views and I was celebrating that. To me, that's the difference between those who are successful and who those are who are not, is the celebration, right? Because I think that most coaches get caught up and screw themselves the moment they begin to compare someone's chapter 38 to, right. to their own chapter two it's a or huge one. problem. With, yeah. I mean, it's, I, I fall into that too. I have to catch myself saying, oh, shit, I'm falling into, I just spent 10 minutes on this guy's Instagram looking at his yeah. videos and I want that. And it's yeah. it's definitely, I love that. I, love that. I want to be very conscious every time, Preston. I know you got a big yeah. important call. you got a whole bunch of stuff going on. And I yeah. promise it'll be 40 minutes. I've got one last thing that I try to leave with everyone. And you may know this right away. You can take two minutes to think about it. But if you could give advice... To the and I'm gonna to try to structure it in the. We'll talk business side of things, but like to the 25 or 26 year old or the 28 or whenever it started turning into a thing. Like a little gift that you were like, dude, just take this and repeat it and listen to it and use this piece of advice or this one little, one little thing I want to pass down, uh, with where you are right now. That may change in a few months. I'm sure it will. What would that one thing to all the listeners, you know, all the coaches who are 
they're a few months or a few years in, they know they have this gift and they're trying it, it's not working, they're trying a lot of different marketing strategies, everyone says you have to try this, uh, I'm really open-minded with all of it to get into a connection and a conversation, whatever yeah. you decide to use, at the end of the day. But anyways, what is your, what's that thing you want to pass down to anyone listening to try it, at least try it? Yeah, so it's easy for me, because um, I still remind myself of this all the time, and the stakes are higher for me. I still remind myself of this. So the same thing I would remind a 25-year-old or a 19-year-old or a 7-year-old or a 49-year-old or myself, which I do, is to make more mistakes, to go to, to leave this bitch with nothing in the mm. tank. Like literally. Because we know it now. We know it. This is not guessing. The, the, the number one regrets of the dying is that they didn't go after the stuff that they truly said they wanted. Find out. Find out on your edge. Lean in even more. Like I have kids and mortgages and all kinds of other stuff and I still play. Let's do this. Lean in. What are you going to do? You can't take it with you. You can't take jack shit with you. None of you, and I want to remind all of us, me included, none of us will starve to death ever. If you lose everything, Lucas, Preston, mm -hmm. whoever's listening, if you lose every single thing you have, all you're going to do is cry for two days, get back on your freaking feet and make it up all over again. So what does that what does that equal? That equals freedom. That equals game time. That equals let's do this. Let's find out. Let's see. If I'm 25 with no kids or a girlfriend or a husband or anything like that, I'm going bananas. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm trying everything, bro. Like everything. So hear me, guys. Like and for some of you you don't have those circumstances and I'm still challenging you to do the same, especially if you're not big and famous yet like mm -hmm. bro this is the time to figure it out go play go learn go go like lean into stuff and, and like become a tantric coach or like just whatever is there for you Amazing. Lean into it and uh and then you know we'll see the <laughs> one big sexy word that i'm obsessed with is commitment like total and utter commitment it's a trend that every single person on the yeah. show whether they're quoting burn the boats or burn the bridges or that's how you said it uh it's a common trend and i i, I don't i don't want to take your time maybe we will i maybe i will send you an email and you can have this nice amazing write-up of why people people understand that people get that like they can actually think it they get really juiced up you're going to be juiced up after listening to this episode you're going to say preston's awesome you're going to follow him and in two three days what i just i just see it over and over it break, it's literally the biggest problem i've been trying to solve for the last few months is right. why are people not doing it. They understand it. They know they're going to die. They read those books. Yes, they they do. listen to Preston. What what stops them from like that final, ah, it felt good for a few days, but now I'm back to my regular thing. Is it fear? Is it comfort? I can tell is you it... right now. Cool. I can tell you right now. I want to know. It's one, it's one thing. It's the same thing that we all are in right now. It's accountability. I'm in a $90,000 program myself right now for that very reason. You think I want to lose that 90K? I don't, I don't have that to throw away. But I got it because I know if I immersed myself, right, the seed contains the blueprint for the entire tree. The difference between a tree that grows 100 feet in the air and provides shade and food and shelter and one that grows four feet in the air and withers and dies is the soil that it is planted in. So the condition of the soil determines the productivity of the seed. The soil is the community, is the accountability, is your own 
tribe of people holding you or coach or coaches. This is why I created what I created, so people can lean in. Stretch 22 is 98% coaches. A bunch of coaches coming to have another coach kick their ass, hold them accountable, and help them help them lean in to the places when, when they want to let up, when they want to fall away. Right? It's like having a glorified, beautiful workout partner that's with you for months and months and months. We know 90 days to make or break any habit. Well, you put some stank on that and make it six months, game time. Right. right. All you're doing is creating muscle memory. Once you get the muscle memory, um, Jim Rohn talks about the law of diminishing intent. And what happens is, is we get pumped up. We step out. We say, I'm going to lose the weight. I'm going to make the money. And then there's a, a belief way back there, a subconscious belief. Yeah, bitch, you're not going to lose the money. You're not going to get you're not. That's not going to happen because last time you didn't. Right. And the time before that you didn't. And the time before that. And so how we beat the law of diminishing intent is we get we put ourselves into um, immersive situations where we have no choice, where the bar is raised so high and everybody else is playing up there that you have no choice but to at least come there. And that's higher than there. And so the game is community. Real talk. I love that. Preston, thank you so much for your time. I'm going to make sure all the links for all the most important stuff that you have is going to be below this episode if anyone wants to, and they should. Uh, look into what Preston does. It's, it's truly amazing. Truly thank you, Preston, for taking the time to be on the podcast, and we'll chat soon. Thank you. All right, so as always, I just want to finish off the episode with saying thank you for listening. These episodes are 100% free and they're dedicated to helping you build your coaching business because there are clients out there just waiting for you to reach them. They're waiting for you to give them a result. So do not give up on your dream and never give up on your business. Again, these episodes are 100% free. All I ask in return is that you give it a thumbs up, you give it a like, you give it a little bit of love in the comments or the reviews, and you share it with one or two coaches who you know could use help building their coaching businesses. That's it. I'm done. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode.